fun story that I want to say about like that party that I went to. That made me realize something. Well, I'm here for it. Start. All right, great. Welcome back, double teamed fam. How are we doing today? I am tired and I'd like to feel something other than anxiety. Same. So we have the live <laughs> show coming up and I feel nothing but anxiety. It's just an anxiety inducing thing. Obviously, we want to put on a good show. We have been working hard planning this shit out since what? June? I don't know. I'm not planning it's it. You been, are. I, okay. I've been planning this <laughs> for a long time. And obviously, like I want to put on a good show and make sure that everybody that's coming has a grand time. And, you know, that can just be a lot of pressure. So if you haven't bought your ticket, please do. We have an after party hosted by First Rounds on Me after the show. It's going to be really fun. So buy your ticket for the show. And then for the after party, you just have to show up. And we'll do the meet and greet at the after party, not at the venue. Because the venue kind of kicks us out a little bit early. Anyways, so it's going to be a blast. Come party with us, New York. If you haven't bought your ticket for the live show yet, go ahead and do so. I know we, we you know, we're going to have tickets at the door. However, just get it beforehand because it's, you know, you don't want to risk not being able to get in. Anyways, so yeah, it's just a lot of anxiety trying to plan a live show. And Well, I also just have general anxiety. So existential crisis, existential anxiety, crisis anxiety has also been happening. For I me. haven't had sex <clears throat> in over a month anxiety so i have nowhere to put my sexual energy anxiety i had sex the other day congratulations that was so good okay um so anyways i don't want to what is sex like tell me it's been so long i don't even know if i fully remember what a penis looks like so i'll tell you about the sex that i had so i was at a i was at a sex party on a thursday night i'm kidding i still know what it looks like i just i it's been it feels like it's been so long that i can't remember now continue you're it was a thursday sex party mind you while cammy was at a sex party on a thursday night i was watching bluey with my niece and nephew at my mm -hmm. friend's house in san diego <laughs> in san diego eating pizza so we were having vastly Mom! different da, 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 da. bingo <laughs> dad and then bluey yeah you know what i fucking hate miss rachel <laughs> freaks Sorry. me the fuck out i don't know how so that lady have, has so many followers one of our friends has two twin babies we've talked about them before i think anyways and i love them to death they are like my own children i had such a fun time watching them I realized I am nowhere near ready for parenthood if I ever do decide I want to have children. Remember that one time I was like, maybe I could have a daughter when I'm 20, 35. Still thinking on that. However, it made me realize like I want to be at the financial level where someone can help me and I pay them to help me. Exactly. So, but anyways, my yeah. rates are pretty high. Um, <laughs> so anyways, so I, I was there watching Bluey eating pizza while Kimmy no, but it's funny was getting like, railed. You know, like when I... I joined them a few days later and um, one of our, our nephew, he'll, he'll take my phone and he'll go on YouTube and, you know, he's like two, but he knows exactly where the app is. And then he'll, then I'll, he'll be like, hey bear, 
So I'll put on hay beer for him. And then that messes up my entire YouTube algorithm. Look, and I like hay beer too, but Bluey's the best. Okay? Hay beer slaps. I'm so glad we're not doing Dora anymore. Bluey's the best. Hay bear is okay. Miss Rachel terrifies me. And every time they're like, Miss Rachel, I'm like, huh? no, we're watching something else. I can't wait else. until the day where, yeah, like I love watching Disney movies with them. Like Emperor's New Groove, Lilo and Stitch, Mulan. We got to introduce them. Those are my top, my top three. Uh, we watched top three Disney movies. We watched Lion King one night. That was fun. The circle of life. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, I think my top three favorite Disney movies would be Emperor's New Groove, Lilo and Stitch, and Mulan. What you just said. <laughs> and then uh, Anastasia. <gasps> that would be fourth. I loved Anastasia. So anyways, um, I can't wait for that. And then I can't wait to like introduce them to anime like I arcane or vox machina invincible can we keep in mind by the time they're like old enough to like watch anime they're or those aren't i don't know if those shows are going to be around they're gonna, it's like us introducing legendary i know but it's like us and you know introducing them to sailor moon well it's like sailor moon still relevant to this day everybody wants to dress up as sailor moon yeah but like you know Everyone the, car- wants the cartoon that slutty little yeah. Sailor Venus, Sailor Mars, Sailor, Sailor Jupiter. Okay. Anyway. Fighting evil by moonlight. <laughs> <Living laughs> by daylight. I don't even have the lyrics. Never da, 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 da. She is the one named Sailor Moon. She will never turn her back on her friends. I don't even know if these are the right lyrics. <laughs> sorry <laughs> anyway i can't wait to introduce them i can't wait to take them to their first rave are you kidding me and then they're gonna be like wow tt nikki dances really hard as i'm like head banging <laughs> oh yeah they call At us 45 tt1 tt2 or tt and tt more oh yeah i was <laughs> they were eating so they call us tt right and they were eating and they were like more tt and i was like do you want Camilla? And they were like, yeah, more TT. So I FaceTimed Camilla and I set her up in front of him and they just stared at her while they ate. It was the cutest thing. My favorite was one of them, he likes to be rocked to sleep. So I just remember I the girl was in her crib and she was asleep, but I was sitting there on the rocking chair with him. And then I just hear his little breath as I'm like rocking oh. him to sleep. And I was like, <gasps> I know, it makes you want to cry, right? I know. I was like, for once, I was like, I can kind of understand what parents feel. One time I was... Because um, I was like, I would do anything for those children. One time I was putting one of Cody's children to sleep and she cuddled right next to me and she just started breathing just like... And I was just like, oh my God, it's so cute. It's adorable. You were talking about a sex party. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, back to... Back to the sex party. So while Nikki was um, with our friend in San Diego, I was home alone. And <laughs> I know we've moved that water bottle so much. I know. Can you stop moving it over there? I okay, want it my, right here. My OCD means no. <clears throat> Continue. That's fine. Anyways, so I went to a sex party on a Thursday night, and it was a it was it wasn't very big. Thankfully, I kind of liked the size that it was. It was how about many people? Forty like ish. Oh, it's a really nice size. Yeah. Anyways. And I ended up meeting this couple and really connected with them. And so we're all in the hot tub, just chilling, talking. And then at one point we go upstairs 
And we were like, the three of us were playing together. I really liked it because like the girl, like the girl's bi, but like I'm only like hetero flexible. Like I will play with women, but only to a certain extent. And she was like super respectful. And, like, Are you really afraid of pussy? I don't know. Like, have you ever ventured down there? No. It's pretty great. I would consider if I were you. Keep going. I I don't know. I just, I feel like when it comes to... to, to Is this a reflection of your relationship with your own vagina? It could be. It could be. I really am not sure. I don't know why I haven't explored pussy, but I just... I'm not saying you have to. I'm just like curious if you've like ever given one a lick. What? No. But when I was playing with this couple, at one point I did put my hand on her leg near her pussy, but I didn't do anything. I just had my hand there. And that was my way of like testing out like, it just, it doesn't turn me on or anything. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. It doesn't have to. No, but I, I just like, I, I, I was thinking, I was like, okay, maybe I can at least just like try and see like if I get closer, if that'll make me hornier. I don't know. Anyway, I had a great time with the couple. We were all just like making out. I blew him for a little bit. She and I were green wind. What the hell? Okay. Just keep going. It's fine. He's blocking me completely. If you're watching on YouTube. He's about to say Kamala. He always does. Greywind wants to say hi if you're watching on YouTube. (laughs) Um, Anyways, and then she and I were playing with him. And then he was playing with the both of us. And then he was licking my pussy at one point. And then she was just like watching. Or wait, no. I was making out with her boobs. And then at one point, he starts fucking me. And I was still just like making out with her. And then she just had her vibrator on her clit while she was watching us and he was like do you want me and he was like fucking me and I was I think I had came or something anyways and then he turns to her and he was like do you want me to fuck you and he was like she was like nope I'm totally content right here you keep doing exactly what you're doing I'm just gonna watch with my vibrator so anyways they were a really cool couple and I definitely look forward to whenever I see them again um did you get their contact I did oh but that's not what we're Are talking. you going to become a little unicorn? I mean, I've kind of unicorned before. Really? When? I mean, I've played with couples at sex parties several times. But have you ever, like, had an experience with a couple outside of a play party? Just at play parties. Interesting. Try it outside of a play <laughs> party because it's, it's a different setting. It's a different energy. I, know, I, I actually, I, I prefer playing with couples outside of sex parties than I do at sex parties. In fact, I rarely play with couples at sex parties. I prefer outside. I'll try it out. I definitely will. But anyways, what this episode is about is a few, God, I want to see what was it? A few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago. So as you know, I've been going to therapy for quite some time. Um, I did talk therapy for all of 2022. I bet they're all like, here we go. <laughs> and then I promise this is an interesting subject. Okay, anyways. And then I went to, so I started going to somatic therapy this year in January and one of the things my somatic therapist and I have been working through are my inner child issues which I realized my inner child issues slash trauma my daddy issues if you will my abandonment issues are the reason I love to use daddy in bed y'all realize that 
I came to that realization. In therapy? Yep. Oh, wow. Anyways, so... Oh, wow. I remember one time I was doing a session and, you know, we were just reparenting. Yeah, tell us about that. How did that come to be? Like, I want to know. We were reparenting. What does that look like? Well, a lot of the times, like, when I do, like, reparenting work with my therapist, she'll have me, like, think back to a time when I was a child Mm -hmm. and, like, what I was specifically looking for, like, in a specific moment or scenario. Mm -hmm. Right? And I did some of that work with Camilla, too. Anyways... And so I just came to realize that, like, I I remember at one point, my therapist at the end of one of our sessions, she goes, you don't need a mommy anymore and you don't need a daddy anymore. She was like, you're your own parent. You're an adult now. Whenever your inner child needs reassurance and validation and needs to be heard or seen or taken care of, like, you can provide that for yourself. You don't need a daddy to do that for you. So... I remember coming to this realization and at first I was fighting it. I was like, no, I love calling men, specifically like partners, you know, my ex, Cody, daddy in bed. Did you ever call younger men daddy in bed? No. Interesting. Continue. So anyway, or (laughs) no, anyways. So after this, I remember I was doing this new moon ceremony and um, I was on a, I was, I did some hape. That was part of the ceremony. And how do you like, wait for anyone that doesn't know what hape is? How do you describe it? It's yeah, like tobacco ha- up your nose, right? Yeah, hape, it's a spiritual thing, but basically someone blows tobacco up your two nostrils. Ew. It's intense. It's intense. Anyways, doesn't with that specific good. experience, I realized I had been doing all this inner child work, but the last piece of it for me was really letting go of daddy. Mm-hmm. letting go of that lingo from because I'm not gonna lie and I don't know if this is fucked up but like there would there have been times when I have been having sex with a partner and I'm calling them daddy or I'm yelling daddy whatever and I would think of my father wait which one both of them Ugh. exactly exactly that's what I'm saying in my mind my inner child was just not not separating the two so you needed to separate so i needed to separate i need to like let go and i you know especially with my father issues and my abandonment issues like that's just something that i've had to let go and i think like i finally got to that point and the last piece was i needed to get cut that out of my vocabulary in the bedroom so probably because like your subconscious was like okay well we wanted these things like the the caregiving things that like a daddy for example would give you in like in not only in bed but like in a romantic relationship like you wanted that from like your actual father as well so i, want, yeah, I like, wanted caregiving not sex oh yeah, but yeah, no no, no. Yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah you wanted like the caregiving aspect from 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 that in your relationship with your fathers as well so then it's like yeah i could see how like your mind is sitting there kind of like trying to because like our brains don't our brains and our bodies they're different. It's like you can... Well, not only that, but they, they don't... I mean, I'm not saying they don't know what's going on, but like... Your I, brain doesn't know your soul. Because like, for example, you can be like, I'll never have anxiety again. You can say that, but your brain's going to be like... LMAO, no. <laughs> we don't understand that. Yeah. How does your How does your brain learn? It learns through experiences and like your body. But also what you teach it. But what, yeah, not through like And what you program. And exactly. So, I mean. Well, I mean, you have to use it. Well, through your thoughts. But like, I guess what I'm trying to say there is that like, 
your yeah your brain i don't know how to explain that i don't know either because i'm you not a, what i'm saying i know i understand what you're saying but i know for like anyone listening right they're like huh and it is confusing because like well this is the example that i have like for example you can't you have anxiety right you can't tell your brain don't have anxiety ever again it's not going to understand that yeah how is it going to understand not to or how to process anxiety it's like how you take care of your body how you self-soothe and regulate and like in your external environment to process that anxiety you can't just think well also because the brain is just focused on survival most of the time and it's just trying to keep everything at like homeostasis equilibrium so equilibrium yeah so it's so like we know doing a lot yeah exactly there's a lot going on so it's just like it it, so when you're sitting there you know and you're using daddy and you're like and you're wanting the same things from like two very separate relationships it's it's gonna get to a point where it's like kind of confused yeah so all in all i decided to remove daddy from my vocabulary in bed slash relationships now and i remember telling cody this and he was like yeah, because Cody loved when I called him daddy. He was a huge fan. <laughs> I wonder what it does for men. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Well, for him, you know, it was kind of like, not, not only just like a confidence boost, but also like he just liked. Well, he likes know, to be caregiving. Yeah, exactly. Well, he that's what I'm saying. For caregiver. men, do they do they like being called daddy because then they feel like they're fulfilling like the, oh, I need to be like men, men are taught that like they need to be the caregivers. They need to be like the, or they need to be the head of the household. They need to be the one that like, is the is the takes prov- care of the little girl yeah the you know? provider so then when someone is calling them daddy then they're like oh i'm checking that box so maybe that's what it is for men well and i think he just you know it was well really, that's not a bad thing i'm not saying that's yeah, bad no. thing. and i think it was also just like a an endearment thing and you yeah know, he liked providing that care love comfort for me not that he can't without the title of course he can but anyway it was just it was definitely for him it was like well dang like what lingo are you gonna use now so obviously like you know when we have slept together, like I just resort to like baby or Cody or just pet names. Now I'm still okay. See, do you use baby? Because I always use babe. I like baby. Really? Yeah. I use, um... Now I'm okay with like sl- you know, slut, whore, in bed. Obviously, I love the degradation terms. I just asked him not to use like baby girl. Yeah. Oh. In bed. And like once you remove daddy from your vocabulary in bed, do you feel like what was confusing like went away? Yeah. Like you stopped thinking about our fathers. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like for me, I, especially when it comes to like power exchange and, and kink, like I, through my healing journey, I haven't really explored it as much just because I've been taking my time with it. Now I love impact play. I love all those other things. Yeah. But like when it comes to the power exchange, I definitely haven't been exploring that as much. So you still like Um, topping and bottoming, but maybe not as much power exchange. Yeah. That's okay. That's still kink. Like exactly. But I feel like like, I think it's important to validate that like you can be kinky without partaking in power exchange. Yeah. No, I think that's an important part. I think that's an important note. Um, because I agree. I think there are a lot of people that like don't want to do the power exchange, but they still love very kinky things, you mm-hmm. know, like topping and bottoming and impact play and sensation play, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So overall, I have removed daddy from my vocabulary and I definitely feel more empowered. And how I, does, wait, oh, continue. I was just going to say, and I think like, for example, when I was at that sex party over the, um, last week on Thursday, 
I, at one point, I got on all fours on the bed and this female dom was flogging and paddling me, which uh, she paddled my feet and it had been so long since my feet had been paddled and it felt like a massage. I loved it. Anyways, and I, and I really liked her kind of topping me. It wasn't really power exchange, but it was topping me. And at one point, like, I just remember like thinking, I was like, you know what? Daddy doesn't fit in my vocabulary right now. It doesn't mean that it never will again. It might, I might be able to use it later, but for right now, like this feels empowering and this feels right. So just came to that conclusion. Well, I think there, you know, like when you had the moment of realization that like maybe subconsciously you were using daddy and you were using kind of like that, that, what do you call it? Age play? I don't know. To fulfill a need that you didn't get from your actual father's. I think identifying that and then kind of like taking control and being like, okay, since they didn't give that to me, like I'm going to give that to myself. And then, you know, removing that from your vocab in the bedroom. I think that whole healing process is like, A, it's your journey, but B, also I I think it kind of shows maybe why you used it in the first place. And it kind of like maybe brings awareness to like why that seemed enticing to you in the first place mm-hmm. and so like i you know when it comes to kinks and i know and people talk about you know kink being healing all the time because it is and kink or people talk about like I remember my dom would always be like another conversation about how kink is healing i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he, he would always like mock whenever he got like roped into those and i get it because it can be healing but like i think that's one thing that like a lot of people that do explore bdsm should ask themselves and there's nothing wrong with it i'm not saying that like you using daddy in in the bedroom was like wrong as a way to like try and heal that for yourself because like i think that can be super empowering you know whether it be like cnc or you know age play or whatever kind of kink that you're exploring to to help take back control of a situation but like i think people need to close that loop yeah i think you need to get to a point where you ask yourself like am i trying to fulfill something that or am I trying to take back my power in something am I trying to fulfill something if so what is it and then from there how can I heal that and then it doesn't mean you have to it doesn't mean you have to stop doing that I think it just means like bringing awareness to it can be I think kind of that last and final step awareness acknowledgement and then maybe figure out how to like work through it and then Mm -hmm. figure out from there like how you want to continue with that kink yeah and I don't know I just I I've felt so good about it recently and like really happy that I made that choice. Now, it definitely has also just made me get more creative with like what I call people in bed if I'm not calling them daddy. Interesting. (laughs) Not that I use daddy with everybody. I didn't. But sometimes like with people like sometimes it did slip out and it would like become like my go to. See, it's interesting. Like someone that I had had sex with like more than a few times. See. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Well, no, I was going to say it's interesting because like for me, I've never been one to use daddy and baby girl a whole lot. It never really appealed to me. And I and like I respect it. And I I've seen wonderful examples of like I've seen wonderful examples of daddy dom relationships. For example, my ex doms, she would call him daddy. He would call her baby girl. They definitely like partook in kind of like that age play. And I thought they had like a very like wonderful shining example of like what it could look like. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not what what's the what's the saying about not what is the saying the one about like not 
I can't remember. Anyways, like not, not raining on anyone's parade, not kink oh. shaming. Yeah, well, no, you're not kink shaming. Yeah, and anyways, I'm not I'm shaming not... anyone who does no, no. use daddy. I think it's a very lovely, fun turn on. It's a turn on for me. It always. What happens. I'm saying is that like I for me it never appealed to me because like I. I did the work a long time ago of like, I'm my own parent. I, you know, what my fathers didn't give me, I can give to myself. I'm a big girl now. I take care of my inner child. We have a great relationship, um, much better now. Uh, it, it took a lot of work, but like I, I got to the point where I'm like, I can parent myself and I'm going to parent myself. And, and I've been doing that for years. So well, I got to that work now. Well, yeah, so. <laughs> everyone's journey with that is different. You know, like you did the money work a lot sooner than I did. And so it's like every everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. But yeah, that's why for me, like it never, I never really called anyone daddy in bed. If I did, it'd be every once in a while, just like for fun. It just like kind of like try it out or like kind of, you know, just, just to play around with it for a little bit. But yeah, I remember one of my exes when we were like breaking up, he was like, I miss my good girl. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I know. <laughs> Cause I, I don't want to like, not in that I way. I love good girl. Oh, anyways, not, I like a girl when it's not like in relation to, I don't know. See, I, I've gone away from good girl more and more, mm. but I also think that's because I'm less and less submissive. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with good girl, with, with good girl. I love good girl. I'm just saying like, I, I definitely don't use it as much because I'm just not as submissive as I used to be. I feel like C would love that I'm saying this right now, but there was one guy at the sex party who was subbing to the female dom. And, oh my God, he looked so good on his knees with a collar. Do you have a picture? Do you have his Instagram? Uh, I'll show you his Instagram. Anyways, so yeah, I'm, I'm on that journey right now where I've released that from my vocabulary I am reparenting myself and I'm finally at the point where I do feel like I am my own parent. Oh, I just realized why. And that's why. why like a lot of times, wait, I just realized why I didn't like it when he said that he missed his good girl or whatever, because before I was submitting to him, so I didn't mind it. But then now I don't want to submit to him ever again. So I, oh yeah, well, that makes sense. I didn't realize that until there now. There you go. Yeah. No, but yeah, overall, I think, especially when it comes to like the titles that you use in bed, just like. I don't know. I'm not. To, you don't have to overthink it. I for me, it was definitely interesting to come to, like that place where I like figured out why I loved using it so much. And it was definitely like a weird realization for me. You know, like when my when I used to call my ex daddy, like, and that was at the point where like our stepdad was disowning us for having the pod. So like mm -hmm. I looked at my ex so, like a father figure. And he also called me LPM and, you know, I was his little girl. And so, like, we were role-playing a ton there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then with Cody. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But with Cody, I feel like he really helped me, like, even though we were using daddy and baby girl, like, he also just gave me so much, like, empowerment and makes me feel, like, good in bed to the point where that I, I feel like, even though I was using daddy, it was a little bit more playful not so much like role-playing the specific dynamic and then I came to that realization in therapy and then I was like okay I don't need it right now so mm. so yeah 
that was my story. I mean, I think back to the time, like, you know, when I was going through my divorce, I had a very intense and very, um, what do you want to, how do I want to say it? Very intense and very painful impact session with my dominance. And it was super healing and it was a very good release. And I had uh, some intense marks and bruises for a long time from that impact session and I really pushed myself in that session and I realized later it was because like I was tired of feeling the the pain inflicted by someone else and so like I wanted to take control of it by like having by like giving someone the the power to to inflict pain on me the way you wanted the pain yeah the way that I wanted the pain but also I think like it was just like I mean, it was definitely cathartic, but like it was, it was pain that like I was, you know, agreeing to and consenting to rather than like the pain that like I did not agree and consent to mm. or that I never thought I'd have to like really face. So it was, it definitely kind of made me feel like I could take back that control in a way. And it's funny, I haven't had a session as intense as that one ever since then. Mm. Oh, my impact session at the sex party was so fucking fun. I miss having bruises on my ass from impact. So, you know what I miss? I miss biting like, like a good bite. Well, no, like I, I, the other day I was like scrolling through like all the pictures in my, in my album of like the times that Calvin has bit me Mm. and like, it always brings back the memories of like the time, you know, the biting and like, don't get me wrong. I love flogging. I love tools. I love all of that. But like a good bite in this area is like. What really does it for me? Nah, give me a flogger. A flogger to the ass. Just bam, bam. See, I don't know if it's just like my vampire like fantasies, but like, yeah, for me, biting, it feels so primal. I love primal play. I mean, I think primal play for me is my my favorite over when I was impact. When I was hooking up with the couple at the party, at one point she was getting fingered by that subby guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy, her boyfriend and I were like leaned over her <laughs> and we were just like biting each other's shoulders like really hard. And that felt really good. I like biting people. That feels nice. I like biting people too. Like I, one of my most like favorite instances was like when, like, I just love when marks. Calvin and I were like biting each other and I left marks on him and he left marks on me. And like, I remember, like, I liked the feeling of, like, the two of us, like, really kind of, like, ravaging, like, into each other. Yeah, I just, oh, I love marks. I love marks so much. Maybe I'll get some tonight. Anyways, so that was my little update. I'm just not using daddy in bed for the time being. Obviously, I'll report back if it does come back into my vocabulary. But as of right now, um, have you talked to your therapist more about it ever since <clears> then? <throat> Like, have you had another session with her? What did we talk about in the last session? No, our last session was about something else. Mm. But I feel like... Is your therapist pro-kink? Or she, like, sex positive? Like, when you tell her about, like, all these stuff, like, yes. things, yes, she's yes, sex yes, positive? Yes. yes, she's definitely... She's very open. I mean, Nico goes to her. Nico wouldn't go to her if she wasn't. That's true. Um, She's very sex positive in the sense of, like, she's open-minded to, like, kink... E&M, Polly, all of that. What I like like about about her is that like she's kind of the person that's like find what fits for you and then do that like 
fuck what society say says or like fuck what anyone says just like find what worked for you um as it should be so i, like I mean that that's yeah and that's what we champion <clears throat> build your own blueprint yeah i just remember one <laughs> that one session we had just finished up on the table because it's somatic so it's like touch body based anyways and i like sit up from the table <laughs> and she goes she goes you don't need a mommy anymore you don't need a daddy and in my head i was like shut up melinda yes i do <laughs> and then <laughs> During the hoppy ceremony, I was like, wait, no, she was right. <laughs> well, I mean, and like you and I have our own issues with like parenting each other. I you know. think I parent you all the time. She and I, we, she and I work through that as well. Really? Because you we still, do. you still blame it's me for parenting better, Nicole. you. Okay. Well, I mean, so to be honest with you guys, like I had to take on the, I feel like, and, and it wasn't, this wasn't placed on you. But mom and dad put, like, made me the parent of the family, mm. it felt like. Especially when we were in college. Like. Yeah, but in you college, were, I was a financially stable one. You were the therapist. Yeah, but, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was a therapist. But, like, I mean, in college, like, you were kind of going through your depressive episode. Mom and dad were on the brink of divorce. I was the one that had to be everyone's therapist. Mm. And, like, that's the work that I had to do with my inner child. But I wasn't broke. <laughs> no. <laughs> I might have been depressed, but I need money. <laughs> well, no, and, but but it's true. Like, I just, I remember, like, it felt like everyone expected me to be the one to, like, handle all their, mom would call me about her fights with dad. Dad would call me about my, the, his fights with mom. And I would have to talk to you about, like, all of your shit going on. And so, it, and then meanwhile, I was trying to, you know, balance my own school and work and you know finances and whatever else and I remember like a lot of my inner child work when I when I did that my inner child was like we're done parenting people and well I and I and I'm solely taking that back no you I are you and you're doing a great job uh, it you definitely are, it has taken some time you are but at the same time like and that was something like I didn't realize it my ex-husband used to tell me all the time he was like you're not her parents stop treating her like she's your dependent and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and then it wasn't until maybe a year ago that I was finally like oh I see it now where I finally realized that like I was your second you always joked I was the best father you ever had <laughs> And because, like, I took care of you, mainly financially, but, like, I just, I remember my inner child at one point, you know, when I was doing that work in my own therapy. I never and called I you know. daddy, though. No, you didn't. Ew, I would have smacked <laughs> you across the face. <laughs> I would have been no! repulsed. <laughs> no, but, like, and I don't know, you know, for those of you listening, if you've ever done inner child work, it's hard as fuck. But it is. You're basically taking, like, the child that you once were and having to like reprogram all the shit that your parents programmed into them and being like that wasn't right let's that wasn't it <laughs> that wasn't it let's let's fix that um, and that's the thing you know sometimes like you can have the most outstanding parents parents and everyone but there's still ways that like we we take in certain situations 
that kind of like set the trajectory for everything else. Yeah. So. They say from between two and seven years old, everything that you're, that you learn between two and seven years old is basically how you go on with the rest of your life. Everything that you learn in that time frame is how you go into your teens, your twenties, your thirties, everything. And until you like, I always say, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but like, I always say everyone at 18 years old, when you leave your parents home, you need to be like, thank you, mom and dad. You did a great job. You did the best you could unless they didn't then be like hey for real you sucked well yeah okay so like maybe they didn't do a great job but you know let's acknowledge they did the best they could but now you got to turn around look at yourself and be like what did they fuck up and we're gonna start fixing that and look at us two to seven what did we not have a father yeah (laughs) so we didn't we didn't have a father we were moving countries and like i i mean we felt very nurtured and loved but like i think we lacked but we a just lot of, had a lot of change yeah we lacked stability we lacked stability so i think that's what we always like looked for was stability yes and that's why like now like we those are the things that kind of bring us the most um shit but but yeah so like you gotta you gotta turn around and be like okay what did they fuck up your parents you know matter you know the best that they could do and then how are you gonna fix that and for me, my inner child was like, we had to grow up a lot sooner than than we needed to. And on top of that, we never got to be a kid and we had to be the parent for everyone else. And so I had to finally like be like, you're right. And as much as I wanted to look at my inner child and be like, okay, let's be a kid again. She was like, no, now I want to be a teenager. And she is a rampant teenager. No, but like, it's like, it's given me so much like empowerment finally being like, I'm done being other people's parents. My parents are their own people. They can figure their shit out. You can figure your shit out. I'm only taking care of me. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's just finally realizing that I don't need a father. I'm 29 years old. I don't need a father. And I no, I really am proud of all the work you're doing with your therapist and with yourself. Like I know some of it is like, you know, on your own too. So like, I think you've done a great job. And I think, you know, it's one of the 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 best things to see out of out of both of our therapy journeys and maybe one day i'll reintroduce daddy back into my vocabulary but for now no because i don't feel like i need it but anyways i hope y'all enjoyed today's episode i do hope that one day like i do find my submissive again i think you will I think the thing for me is that like after my doms like i trusted them so much and like i learned so much from them and it's not that like, it's not that I don't want to submit to anyone. It's just they set the bar really high. And I so mean, it's like, I, I want to, I but I also want to like, I want to submit again to someone that like I really truly build trust with. And I think, that, ooh, oh, realization, was that it? I really trusted them. And I haven't had a partner since then that I've trusted like in that capacity in the kink space. Mm. And so it's like, now I trusted them because like of the way that they approached kink, you know, because they were, you know, they're both professional dominants. So like, of course they had a lot of experience, a lot of training. And so like they both knew how to approach it like very, in a, in a very positive way. And so that, that's what allowed me to feel that trust with them. Whereas like with other partners or, you know, whoever came after them, like I never really truly built that trust. So I never wanted to like submit to them as much. There would be glimpses of it, but I never wanted to submit to them as much. So it's like, I'd love to build trust again with someone to the point where I'm like, okay, maybe I could submit to you. I think for me, what was the most fun on Thursday was seeing a guy on his knees on a collar and really wanting to have fun with that. So I'll just leave it at that. Didn't you sit on his face? Uh, yeah, kind of. I'll tell that story later. Oh, that was for Patreon, but... 
Oh, well, Patreon, you'll go get that story. So no, I already, I already wrote it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, so if you're one of our patrons, go check Patreon. Cammy told the story all about that. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What else did I want to say? Oh, yeah, buy a ticket to the live show if you're in New York next weekend. Oh, my God. And, yeah. What else? I think that's it. Wear condoms. Wear condoms. And tell me, what is sex like? If y'all want to submit your stories to tell me what sex is like. I know a month isn't that long, but for me it is. I can't remember the last time I went a month without sex. So probably not since probably not since my ex-husband I think deployed. I went a month without sex in like December. Something like that. No. No. Actually. January. January of this year? Mhm. Really? I oh, yeah. think so. Okay. Wait, well, no. I can't remember. Anyways, guys, have a great rest of your day. We love y'all. I know I, I recently did a, t- a one month period of no sex. It was sometime last year. You sometime did? last year. Wait, last year or this year? Which one is it? <clears throat> it was like middle of last year to early this year. Sometime in that time frame. I know I went a month without sex. I just can't remember. I know for sure it wasn't October, November. Okay. All right. 